You are right at home with Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. I guess that means I'm at home. You're at my home. Welcome to my home. Welcome to Deep Focus. This is part two of three parts of a Deep Focus from February 6th, 2012. It was a Monday night. And my guest in the studio was Jorge Sylvester, brilliant alto saxophonist, composer, band leader. And our topic was the fantastic Jimmy Lyons. You, you know what? Here's a little something for you. Maybe you're kind of new as a fan of this music. You don't know everything about it. You're talking to your buddy who's all deep into it. And she says to you, hey, so uh, what have you been listening to? And you say, I've really been checking out some Jimmy Lyons. I guarantee you, you get the arched eyebrow of somebody saying, oh, this person is getting to be a conoscente, one of us knowing types. Jimmy Lyons is uh, definitely appreciated by people that know. So, okay, that's enough from me. Listen to part two. You can come back and listen to part three and part one. If you didn't hear them, it's all at the Deep Focus podcast. And I didn't mention this earlier, so I'll just let you know if you're enjoying this. Follow us along on Instagram, Deep Focus podcast. You can find out what we got coming up and all kinds of cool stuff over there. All right, here's part two from Jorge Sylvester and Jimmy Lyons. It's Deep Focus. Thank you. 
you are listening to Deep Focus on WKCR. My name is Mitch Goldman. We are here with you till 9 p.m. We have the fantastic guest tonight, Jorge Sylvester, and we are unpacking this fantastic live recording from the WKCR archives of the Jimmy Lyons Quartet in Mers, Germany, June of 1979. The quartet of Jimmy Lyons alto saxophone, Karen Borka bassoon, Jay Oliver on the bass, Paul Murphy playing the drums, and Jorge, I want to uh, tell us a little more impressions listening yeah. to this, getting to spend a little more time. And yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, I, uh, you sent me this stuff last night. I was listening to it this morning, and I heard that piece, Tortuga. That was Tortuga, man. And um, you know, he 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 recorded this stuff also, and then. As an album, I think I have the, the version I have is in 1980 at the um, the jazz festival we last do, and uh, I think it was August 30th, 1980. Mm-hmm. I think that was in Finland, if I'm not, you know, Finland or is it somewhere around in Europe? Uh, and you know, the thing about it is that the version he has on this this disc that I have is uh, is a trio with John Lindbergh and Sonny Murray. Man, when I first heard it. I was like, man, he's got some Caribbean thing going on there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you hear that bass doing that ding, but the thing is, when I heard this version in quartet, I like how he, uh, at the introduction, him and, and Karen did a little duo thing up front there, also at, at the very, at the very um, ending, where they elaborate a little you know, uh, kind of touch on the mel- melodic line uh, sense, and that's beautiful. And uh, it, it, you sound. I mean, the bass sound like he's in a different meter from the melodic line. You know, it, it because seems he's like he moving. Was, he was shifting mo- yeah, the meter. Yeah, he's yeah. almost moving in a different groove. But then the drum is opening up, playing really, and the bass also harmonically is changing the whole picture. You know, and the the line just moves real smoothly. So. Um, I was digging that a lot. Do you, I mean, does the title, by the way, give you any indication of? Uh, well, Tortuga is turtle, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I didn't know Jimmy Jimmy Lyons personally. I heard, you know. Also, um, you know, Ramsey. I mean, is uh, he's a, he's like a, my mentor, and uh, you know, he wrote some some liner notes on my Ace Trio CD way back, and um, he's also going to be writing some liner notes on the new CD we're putting out with the Ace Collective. And he played with Cecil, you know, and uh, I spoke with him a lot about Jimmy Lyons. We, 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 you know, we talk about stuff, you know, when he was in the band and with Jimmy Lyons playing and, and you know, how, he, you know, how, 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 how heavy a, a musician the guy was, you know. And uh, But getting back to this piece, um, yeah, it's like you hear the whole Caribbean thing in it, but with that that extra edge within the avant-garde, just to use that term, you know, which I don't like, but, and in a sense, I have a linkage to that because that's what I'm trying to do with the Caribbean stuff in my band. It's more, my stuff is more orchestrated and it's more, it's more locked in, so to speak, but there are certain parts where I'm, 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 eventually I will be taking it to some level towards that direction I'm within very, that Caribbean thing because I'm not, you know, I don't hear nobody's doing that. It's exciting to me. And that's that, what I'm trying to do with that, that the Caribbean thing. You talking about Jimmy yeah. Lyons 
having that it's is really interesting because of how how much what an important thing that is in your music yeah. i want to just uh give a little station id this is wkcr fm new york my name is mitch goldman jazz alternatives is heard each weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m and on mondays from time to time in that slot we present this program deep focus and we're here with jorge sylvester tonight jorge you you are an uh unabashed improviser but your music always seems to reflect your roots in Panama and the music that you came up listening to. And um, I'm very interested in the fact that you hear some commonality and, and interest in that, in Jimmy Lyons' music. Yeah, um, it is, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's uh, the Caribbean stuff is my heritage. You know, I'm from a West Indian background in Panama, you know, through the, uh, the Atlantic side on Colón, you know, where you have people that came to build the canal and all of that stuff. But um, I grew up listening to the jazz music and, I mean, so-called salsa, which is nothing else but song cubano, which is a song from Cuba, and a lot of uh, rhythms. I mean, it's just second nature to me. You know, I can hear that stuff anywhere. But the thing is, in, in music, you can hear it. There are music that it's not playing, you, 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 they're not focusing on the dance rhythmic pattern as opposed to like making it a, a dance song. But the rhythm is there and you gotta, you gotta, you have to be able to have heard it before and relate to it to know what, where it's coming from. And it goes way back to Africa also. But um, the thing with, with, with Jimmy Lyons' band, it's that I can hear it, and even even if he's not playing this song or this composition, I can hear some of that, and it's playing. Um, it's a Caribbean thing, and also a um, a you? linkage a linkage with the bop, with the bebop mm -hmm. stuff, which is where I'm I'm coming from because I grew up with that too. I think there are probably listeners who are <laughs> scratching their heads a little bit. There are people who listen to this, as we know, there are people who hear improvised music and they don't find a way into it directly but there are other people who listen and go oh yeah okay you know i i i get it jimmy lines is uh in his improvisation but they don't necessarily hear the caribbean thing that you're hearing and i wonder if you can illustrate it a yeah little you bit. hear it you hear it in eric dolphy also also you hear it in sonny rollins you know um and they don't have to play the music exactly they don't have to play so-called Latin music or so-called Caribbean or so-called whatever, but there's a certain there's a certain texture in the sound. There's a certain approach rhythmically, the way they accent the note, the way they're articulated, the way they um, their rhythmic placement of the of the rhythm, you know, within the form of any 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 piece, and. Those rhythms are there, man. They could be coming from the drum. They could be coming from the timbal. They could be coming from a bass line. You just hear it. I can hear it now. But in the case of um, of Jimmy Lyons, I'm not saying he's from the Caribbean. I, I don't know that. You know, I'm just saying I hear that linkage. Mm -hmm. And when I heard this piece, because I heard the linkage before, and when I heard this piece after, I said, whoa, there it is, you know. And um, and his approach to this composition and his playing, 
you can hear he's swinging that 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 so-called clave or that that thing in there. You know, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm not uh, you challenging it. you on it. Yeah, and you of can, course, you can feel it. One can't hear you say that and not think of that uh, great quote attributed yeah, to Jelly can, Roll Morton. Yeah. About. It, yeah, it, and you know, a lot of there's a lot of cats. Uh, you go into their background. A lot of jazz musicians uh, from New Orleans, even from you know. Uh, 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 the South, and they have they have they have Caribbean uh, ancestry. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Fats Navarro was one. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, his stuff goes back way to Cuba, also. Mm. Jamaica, you mm-hmm. know. Um, have you have you been to Cuba? Never been to Cuba. Uh, we will have to. go. I would love to go. I'll go with you. I have a lot of Cubans friends, you know, and I lived in Madrid. Uh, my roommate was a uh, Cuban, Timbalero. Uh, uh, his name was, uh, we used to call him Semilla, Angel Ortiz, Semilla. He played with a lot of orchestras in Cuba. Uh, uh, we had a band together, and uh, he, he was like, it was like six of us living in, in the apartment, six Panamanian musicians, and he was the drummer for this singer we was accompanying. And he was like, he was the cook. He used to cook for all of uh-huh. us. He could. This guy could cook his butt off, man. He would make this big bowl of food, rice and bean, and all. And I, you know, and I hang out with a lot of Cubans, and you know. But um, I definitely would love to be go to Cuba, and uh, and in Panama, you know, there's a lot of Cubans back when I was growing up, you know. And uh, you had uh, uh, this guy, uh, this tenor player, uh, uh, Chombo Silva. I used mm-hmm. to see him. Chumbo Silva used to come to Panama and perform. There was a lot of Cubans hanging out there back in the days, and uh, you know, uh, so I, you know, it's just part of it. And uh, you can hear that stuff. You definitely can hear it. If you would like an illustration of one one part of what we're talking about tonight, it's uh, Jorge Sylvester talking about Jimmy Lyons. You're not going to hear Jimmy Lyons' music tomorrow. You're going to hear Jorge Sylvester's music tomorrow. If you go hear his Ace Collective at the Baha'i Center, 53 East 11th Street here in Manhattan, in the heart of the village. And um, should I, 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 I want to talk to you about this performance tomorrow night and oh, your yeah. album that's coming out. Yeah. We, yeah, we have a, there's a CD. Uh, great cd that i recorded uh, the band recorded it and it's called spirit driven and uh it features a great band and it's, it's a great band i mean i think this is one of the greatest band i ever had <laughs> well you know i'm i'm you looking know? at who's performing yeah, tomorrow it's, it's night got, yeah and these are all people that you've worked with for yeah years. i mean nora mccarthy is one of the greatest singers in my estimation she's a great poet she's a great composer and she brings the word and the lyric to the band, uh, also some of her compositions. And um, I've known her for, I've known her since 2000. Uh, we, we actually have a, a duo together, Small Dreaming Red, with voice and saxophone. And and in that duo, so to speak, in that duo, you hear more of this kind of Jimmy Lyons kind of association in my playing, coming out with her as a duo. And um, with the collective is a different thing because we have this other great uh, uh, performer, for example, the pianist is uh, Pablo Vergara. He's from um, he's from Chile. He, he, mm-hmm. he, his sound is incredible. He's got this real, um, I call it impressionistic 
almost harmonic uh, sound on the piano where he, his, his harmonic approach is really great and uh, rhythmically he's, he's fabulous and uh, Waldron Ricks and trumpet uh, I've known Waldron since uh, 1980 when I first came to New York we used wow. to hang out at, at Lickety Split I know he's been yeah. playing with you for yeah, years and, uh, and years yeah I did a record with him also under his own name uh, and I collaborated with one of my compositions uh, um I mean, we he he. I used to I used to like Waldron because way back in he's a he had a he had a little thing like book book a little in his tone. I I used to tell him that, but you know now he's uh. I mean, he's got some. He's he's obviously have some Freddie Hubbard influence, you know. But mm -hmm. he's, he's got his great tone and uh, he, he brings uh, his approach to my music is a brings a real fresh, you know, sound to it, and he's great improviser and. Um, and the bass, I have the Donald Nix that was on my Ace Trio CD. The yeah, one he's I been did. Yeah, playing with you, for playing with me for some time now. Yeah. Since uh, 2000, we did that CD with Bobby Sonario, the trio. Right. And right. I call him Soul Brother because he's got that soul in the bass, you know. And he he plays all this stuff. He understands the clavier rhythms. He, he's got a great tone, and he's very soulful. So, uh, him and Nora, they they do like this one ballad uh, together for duo. They do it as a duo, and it's really, it's mm. really smashing. And then also, I have this great drummer, this young drummer, Ken, Kenny Gorhowski. I just met him last year. He went to, to with us to Austria. Mm -hmm. We did this performance at the at the um, at the Bruckner House, and we we had a sold out, 500 people. I mean, we had a standing ovation for almost 10 minutes. For, wow. I swear to God, I was wow. shocked. I was like, man, I've never got this in New York. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow. you know, it's funny because, I mean, we should have come out again and played more. I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, it went by, and then I listened to the live recording of that performance. I was like, man, that was a long-standing ovation clapping, almost for 10 minutes. Well, you know, it's interesting in the context of this Jimmy Lyons yeah. recording that we're listening to. Obviously, this music has gotten over the decades yeah. uh, substantially more support in Europe, all around Europe, and not just in major cities, but, um, you know, across the continent. And that's the fruit that it bears. Years later, you come, and there's an educated audience of people who have an interest in this music and support it. Yeah. And in every sense, they come and support I mean, standing on their feet and screaming for 10 minutes, that's some real support, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is that... We had a review, and they, <laughs> it's funny the review because the guy, the guy that uh, I remember after we finished playing, one the guy that wrote the review actually asked me, "What's the name of that song?" You, because uh, 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 I did, I took a take of um, this composition. It's a song actually that that Harry Belafonte made very famous. Scarlet, uh, 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 um, Obia Man, right? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but Obia Man is a Caribbean song. Mm -hmm. You know, like I did I did with the H3, I did this thing, Sly Mangoose. Sly Mangoose. So I did, I took Obia Man. That's a very Caribbean old song. I grew up listening to that one, too. Mm -hmm. But that particular piece, Nora went on and took and added to it during the blowing section she added yellow bird 
yellow bird, banana, banana tree. That's what made, that's what Harry Belafonte made very, very famous. Mm -hmm. And the audience loved that. They ate it up. That was, <laughs> that was like, I think it was the last piece we played, right? So the guy that wrote the article, the review came and asked me, uh, what was that name of that song, you know? Mm -hmm. I know Harry Belafonte, right? So I, I mentioned it to him, yeah. But the thing with it is that we took it, and I use a lot of uh, meter over meter, right? Mm -hmm. So I took that piece and created a whole different song underneath it rhythmically. And then I added the, uh, the Obia Man on it. They, they, melodically, only there's no no lyrics. We didn't play no lyrics. We don't play the lyrics. But mm -hmm. Nora added the yellow bird thing, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And then it's like the, the rhythm underneath is shifting above the other song that we play. In, in, you know, we do it in, in like we go into a five four thing and and, and seven four and nine. Mm -hmm. And then when she comes in, she's over. She's just singing straight on top of that. And Waldron and I play these backgrounds, and it's just swinging, and then we 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 blow on it, blow on the structure, and they 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 love that stuff. But in the article, the guy said, "Oh, the people were thinking they were coming to listen to some typical Caribbean music, and they they got a surprise because it wasn't that, you know." And, and, and but my idea is that you know, music is music, and you mm -hmm. can do anything with it. Sure. So I've been working on this kind of concept for quite some time, and. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this this Caribbean thing, put it, bring it up to the upfront, you know, and uh, express all that avant-garde, all of my my my, you know, my 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 influences, and bring it all into one package, one sound. That's why I call it spirit, spirit music, you know, uh, the idea of the spirit driven, you mm -hmm. know, was Nora idea with mine. We we sat down in the hotel in Austria and we was. We was brainstorming on, on this this concept, the title, and um, it's very much relevant to you know. We even I even wrote a piece for Haiti that's on the mm. CD, and it's uh, it's heavy, man. It's really heavy, and she wrote some some a poem, slamming ass poem to it. Uh, you know, we have some great composition. It's a double CD set, lots wow. of music on it, and uh, we're gonna be putting it out soon. Uh, so the band, you know, the band is tight. So yeah. last year we played at the Baha'i, and, you know, Mike Lunga has been giving us every year a, a spot there. So um, we're hoping to have some people come out and tomorrow support the music. Tomorrow yeah, night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. It uh, could not be more convenient if uh, if you're— Life is oriented around Manhattan, as yeah. it is for many yeah, of us. Right? It's uh, right on right on East 11th Street, right in the middle of the village, right by where all the jazz clubs. Yeah, it's a beautiful be. theater <laughs> because uh, Mike, um, you know, he was uh, he was uh, Mike Lunga was uh, Dizzy Gillespie musical director for years, and yeah, he's got this. He's a Baha'i also, and Dizzy Dizzy was a Baha'i, so he's got this beautiful theater. And um, he does jazz there every, uh, I think it's every Tuesdays, yes. And so it's a great, it's a great venue to come and yeah, support, yeah. you know. It's also, it's nice that it's a concert venue. Yeah, it's a concert venue, yeah. As opposed to you yeah. know, hanging around a club, which has also got its good points, but it's yeah. nice to have a presentation like that. Yeah, I but, think. you know, going back, I forgot, this drummer, Kenny Grohowski, I met him yeah. last year, and he, he, he um... This kid came and, you know, I call him a kid because he's very young. He've done a lot of 
jobs. He worked he worked with Lonnie Plaxico, did some stuff with Lonnie. The guy's amazing, man. Mm. He read my stuff and orchestrated it and you know, because the the drum parts, everything is written out, everything is specific until a certain point, but uh orchestrated it and he played the music and we then we went there and we performed, man, and it, it, the the music is slamming, you know. Tomorrow night, Baha'i Center, 53 East 11th Street, between University and Broadway. Jorge Sylvester's Ace Collective. And I'll give you the phone number for tickets and information, 212-222-5159. 222-5159. The shows are at 8 and 9.30. And that's going to be a treat. And Spirit Driven is coming out on the Red Zen Records. Label, yeah, that's the label that Nora and I have, Red Zen. Nice. So we're listening to this uh, fantastic live recording of Jimmy Lyons, MERS, 1979. Have you been to MERS? Do you know that? Oh, festival? yeah, I played that. I played MERS Festival with David Murray, big band, years ago. I think it was sometime, sometime in the 80s. No, 90s. Yeah, it could be mid-90s, yeah. I think, yeah. That, you know, it's funny because that perhaps was one of the last festivals I played with David with the big band before he moved to Paris. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was Merv. And I think, you know, it's funny because uh, I think Dave Holland was playing that festival there, too. And that's when uh, I think Eric was first started to oh, work yeah. with, with Dave. And I think it was at that same at the Merv's Festival. Mm. I remember that, yeah. That's yeah, a great festival. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it's always been very supportive of yeah. the forward-looking music. And yeah. so here it is, June 4th of 1979, which was the eighth year of this festival. And Jimmy Lyons, the leader on alto saxophone, Karen Borka bassoon, Jay Oliver on the bass, Paul Murphy on the drums. And this was a, I believe this was a real working band for a number of years. Jay Oliver and Paul, certainly Jimmy Lyons and Karen Borka did a lot of performing and recording together. Jay Oliver and Paul Murphy also uh, accompanied them quite a bit and a number of recordings with Jimmy Lyons. Jay Oliver, I believe, uh, was, maybe still is, I don't know, um, American bassist living overseas, I think maybe uh, Berlin or Amsterdam at various times. And Paul Murphy, drummer who played with Jimmy Lyons, is on some recordings with him, and uh, I think right up to the end of Jimmy's life and uh, for quite a number of years. And I think, from what I understand, Jimmy Lyons did quite a bit to recognize Paul Murphy's talent when he was very young and brought yeah, him along. Yeah, he's a great quartet, great drummer. Yeah, there's a tremendous flow just in every direction among these players. There's, uh, and it seems like there isn't really any one person holding the whole thing up, but they're all really doing it together and moving around it in a beautiful way. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Lyons, um, this CD that uh, I was reading off this CD that uh, I've had for quite some time. You know, do you remember Spencer Richard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. In fact, Spencer wrote liner notes on this CD, this one here, The Jump Up. And um, he he's the one that Spencer quoted, you know, what Jimmy Lyons says back here in 1984 about music, you know. And, um, you know, and this CD actually... The one I have here, you know, according to what uh, Spencer put here, uh, Jimmy Lyons had he was he was um, he was premiering actually 
this concept, what he calls riffs. It was a couple of them, he's, and, 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 and the CD's got riff number one and riff number five. And I heard on that recording, even though you don't, the live recording, even though you don't have the uh, titles, right. the ones that, the, some of, a couple of those sound like the riff. I don't know, it's, it's, it's in the same conception type of a concept. The only difference is that he's doing with Karen, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's an interesting thing. And, and, and I, you know, the concept he has here about riff, you know, um, um, it's basically, to me, it sounds like grouping, mm -hmm. you know, the, the same idea that I was talking about grouping. And um, it's, 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 it's a very interesting approach because uh, some of the lines that he's played, I should say some of them, all of the lines he played, they're so personal. Mm. But they're coming out of the bop thing, you know, and the, uh, that's 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 the very unique thing I like about him, because you know sometimes cats, and this is not a put down again, cats they get into their own thing, and they totally like go so far away from what came before, which is fine, but the reference is so is very. Hard to not hard. I shouldn't use the word hard, but it's it's very almost like um, 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 alien to associate it with, you know. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Jimmy Lyons, that association you can't miss it, man. It's, but at the, at the same time, his shit is so personal. His stuff is his music. You know the way his approaches is so personal, and it's his sound, and that's the beauty of it, and. I think that's very impressive. Yes. It's very impressive. Should we hear another track? Yeah. All right. You are listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. We call this program Deep Focus. And Jorge Sylvester is here opening the door to the music of Jimmy Lyons. I have a whole new understanding of Jimmy Lyons' music from talking to you about this and hearing you discuss it. And I hope you're having that experience listening to this music as well. This is a fantastic live recording from the KCR archives. It's from Mers, West Germany, June 4th, 1979. Jimmy Lyons Quartet, Jimmy Lyons Alto Saxophone, Karen Borka Bassoon, Jay Oliver on the bass, Paul Murphy playing drums. Let's go back to the stage in Mers. Yep. Yes, on WKCR. Thank you. 
Yes, it's a live recording, and not only that, but it's a live recording you have never heard unless you were in Mers, Germany, June 4th, 1979, hearing the Jimmy Lyons Quartet and uh, with Karen Borka on bassoon, Jay Oliver playing the bass, Paul Murphy playing the drums, or maybe if you were, um, most of these, and... Uh, let me back up and tell you a little bit that you are listening to WKCR. My name is Mitch Goldman. We call this program Deep Focus. Tonight we are putting our focus on the great alto saxophonist Jimmy Lyons. And my guest, I'm delighted to say, Jorge Sylvester in the studio with us. Thank you, Mitch. And uh, a lot of these recordings that we've been using for these uh, Deep Focus broadcasts, this one, I believe, included, originated with the local radio station in Germany. And uh, they have these wonderful stations with fantastic facilities and, more importantly, great support for this music, probably more than you'll find anywhere outside of WKCR. And um, thankfully, they, they made this recording and broadcast it maybe a handful of times, sometimes two, three, four times, and there are no future plans for it. But um, fortunately, this made its way into the KCR archives. We're able to bring it to you. It's not something you're going to find in your local music store. You will find Jimmy Lyons recordings on the Black Saint label and the Hat Art label, and you should buy them and support them and bring them home and love them because they're great. 
And you should also, if you're enjoying this program, let me say a little something, a friendly, little friendly advice. Get yourself out the door. Go find some live music playing somewhere. It doesn't have to be this kind of music. It doesn't have to be in New York, but it could. And I'm not saying you owe it to this music to drop a few coins in the hat and, uh, and show some love. I'm saying you will be doing a great favor to yourself to be there with the music. It's a great pleasure listening to this music on the radio, but you know what? There's nothing like being in the room with the musicians. And Jorge, I want to hear your opinion on this because you're obviously, you're a great musician, but you were a fan before you were uh, playing, a, picked up an instrument. And, That's correct. And, and you're still a fan. You still want oh, to hear absolutely. what people... I, um, I have, you know, I'm a fan to a lot of musicians. I mean, to name a few, Sam Rivers, mm -hmm. to name a few... Uh, 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 Charlie Parker, to name a few, uh, Jimmy Lyons, to name Joe Henderson. You know, yes. Um, you know, you know the thing is about, uh, you know, you listen to the music on a CD or in a video. I mean, you got YouTube now, so it's like right, right. a lot you can of just people. Stay home and do that. Yeah, I, I do it myself. <laughs> believe me, I, I go on YouTube a lot, a lot, and I check out stuff, and I'm almost like in the audience but it's not the same yeah you have to go out and be in that room you gotta to you gotta, get the spirit you gotta breathe yeah with the musicians yeah and you have to be there so you know i've been uh, uh talking about my performance coming up tomorrow and i'm saying to people if you don't hear it i if mean you if you it. don't see it actually i should say if you don't see it you can't hear it and you 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 can't get the spirit. You can't hear the spirit of the music. And, uh, I mean, I play in a world, and a word, in, just in reference to, you know, my CD, the CD, uh, Spirit Driven, is about that, uh, the spirituality, the whole thing, you know, that concept of uh, uh, relating to the spirit, you know, what God gave us, you know, uh, you know, whoever he is to anyone, is that you hear... You know, those, the overtone series of the sound, you know, all that that chemistry that goes on in the, in, the, in the performance hall. And, you know, like when you go, some people pay tons of money to go to listen to the composers in, in the classical music or, you know, they go to Lincoln Center to hear Bach or, you know, to hear Stravinsky, you know, those compositions on you in the hall. It's the same thing with this music we call jazz, you know, it's an art form and uh, you want to get all that, you know, you want to hear all those overtones, man. I would say Life. even more so. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, improvised music. Yeah. You, you, uh, you know, Eric, Eric Dolphy has that great quote about it goes in the air. And exactly. And you never heard it again. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just, just, it's just the way it is. I mean, um, you and I, we wish we were at this Merce festival. I, do. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to it and it's like, but it's, we weren't there. Yeah. So we missed it. Yeah. We're hearing it now. It's all good. It's cool. It's beautiful. I'm I'm happy to hear it. I never heard it before. And I, I got to say, I love hearing it through your ears. It really, it's a different experience for me now, listening yeah, well, to this music. Yeah. yeah. And hearing you talk about Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Lyons is the dexterity. I mean, he's, he's the guy was, uh, I mean, he, the cat passed away in 86, I think it was, uh, and um, the energy is still here. 
Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. You can hear it through this music, and um, it's it's never gonna it's gonna live on. You know. So um, that is for people that never go out. I'm not trying to dog nobody. <laughs> people that don't go out, no, see, don't saying, listen to the music live. They're missing the experience. They're cheating themselves. Yeah, they're cheating yeah. them. You gotta you yeah. gotta you gotta be there with it. Here's one opportunity. I'm not saying this is the one you have to go to, but this is one great opportunity is tomorrow night, Jorge Sylvester with the Ace Collective, and it's at the Baha'i Center, and you only do this about. Yeah, I mean, the Ace stands for Afro-Caribbean Experimental, and we actually, we only played, this is last year we did it at the Baha'i, and that was our one gig in New York City. For the year? For the year. This year we're doing it again, um... Hopefully, I hope it's not going to be the one gig for the year. And I know in August, on August 7th, which is another Tuesday, I'm going to be doing the orchestra, the Conception Motion Orchestra there, which is a 20-piece orchestra that is a combination of some Caribbean stuff also, an original composition of mine and Norris. And um, it's 20 musicians, you know. We did Division in 2005, so we're going to be doing this in um, August uh, uh, 2012, I mean Great. 2012. So, um, yeah, the Ace Collective. Hopefully, we we're gonna be doing a record release presentation. I don't know when, where it's gonna be, but I can say this opportunity tomorrow is 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 is, is there, and uh, the music's gonna be slamming. Um, you know, so you know, if you can make it, come out and support support the spirit. Jorge Sylvester yeah. and Ace Collective tomorrow night, 8 and 9.30 at the Baha'i Center, 53 East 11th Street, between University and Broadway here in Manhattan. And uh, you can call this number for more information, 212-222-5159. And uh, thanks to Kali Fasto, our great friend, musician, listener, um, sharing a little information about um, Jay Oliver, who she'd made music with years ago, and um, confirming that he had lived in Europe and played there, an American expatriate living over there, apparently passed away some years ago, which is sad news. He feels so present in uh, listening to this yeah, recording. That was uh, that was a shocker. Great, great bass player. He, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that much of him. I think I've heard the name before, but I didn't. I weren't familiar that much to his work. So, everybody, um, this whole band though, everybody's yeah. got a very kind of uh, great limber sort of flexibility, and and uh, I like. I love the way um, the everybody's individual parts fit together. Yeah, there's a, there's a great elasticity in in the sound. Of the ensemble and uh, the bass, I mean the drummer is great too. I mean, as I said, I heard I heard uh, Jimmy Lyons with with, with um, Sonny Murray. Who, you know, we should, he's a great drummer too. Yeah, but yeah. With this this quartet is really great too, and uh, you're exactly right. The sound is just uh, and you can hear it's a working band. You can hear it. You can Talk hear about it. that. Talk yeah, about that, please. You know, working bands are. What does that mean? Well, as the band, as the name said, working band is a very, is a very unique situation because it's a band that's playing together all the time. So the music is going to be developing constantly. Um, in the, in the case of uh, this quartet here, you can hear it. I mean, it's not like it was just put together. It's just 
every all the parts are in place uh everybody's contribution is there and it's very strong and powerful that's a whole different thing from you know just doing a rehearsal today with five guys that never met never played together and go do a gig tomorrow yeah you know yeah. it's a whole different thing it's the real deal it's the same uh my ace collective band is the same thing it's a, it's a working band you know um I have the um, the ability that parts of the band, I work with parts of the band individually. We do other things like the duo with me and Nora. I also work with um, Waldron. And um, Donald Nix works with us in many different uh, 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 settings. Uh, we did some. Actually, the, this Ace Collective started as a quartet with Donald Nix, the electric bass player, mm -hmm. myself, Nora, and... Uh, we did one of our first performance at the uh, Blue Note, and it was with Daphne Sprieto on drums. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he was the f he was the first drummer. It first started as a trio with me and Bobby Sanabria and Donald Nix as a trio, ace trio. Right, right. And then from there, at that point, we used to play at the Knitting Factory. Nora used to come and 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 be featured with us as a quartet, and then it, it started to develop into the ace. Ace Collective, and then we did some stuff at the Dalton School of Music. We did some performances and a workshop there. So, but it's it's, it's always been a, a quartet uh, expanding into uh, sextet. It could be even being a be an octet or whatever. There was a time I had a uh, did something at the Blue Note also with uh, your friend, uh, you know, uh, our boy uh, on the vibraphone. Um, he used to play with the jazz passengers. Oh, Bill Ware. Bill Ware. He did some. Yeah, he performed with us at the Blue Note when we did the. Uh, yeah. The, I think it was a second. If it, it might have been the first sextet version of Ace Collective, which with Bill Ware. Oh yeah. And um, at that time we had Bruce Cox and drums, and uh, I think um, this brother he, he he works with us on and after he subs for for Don uh, Donald um, Gene Torres. Uh huh. I think he plays with Eric to did some stuff with person, but uh, the band is just it's a core of musicians and it, it never changes. So that's a, that's you know that's that's the concept for a real working band. You know yeah. you got a core of people and it's always the same. The, the energy is the same. You know everybody knows the music and and it's, it's a strong powerful well, message you had, you that's know, coming out of there. You, you have know? you have a deep concept. You know, you have a very, your, your music's coming from a very, very solid place, and you know exactly what that is, and you communicate that to these guys. That's a, a huge foundational starting point. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's the, uh, I mean, as a band leader, that's, you got to have that clear to make the music come out right. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because um, this Ace Collective thing is, uh, is very unique because, as I said, I think, and I, I, you know, I would say this again, I don't think anybody's doing this thing. And the reason is why I'm saying that is because you have the so-called Latin jazz. That's not what I'm doing. That's not it. You, you have the so-called uh, salsa band or whatever, you know. Right. That's from, not what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just... I'm experimenting with these rhythms, okay, first of all. And, and that experiment, that rhythmic experimentation, you would hear it in the voice because everything is written out. 
it's in the voice when I uh, write for the voice. I use the voice as another texture. And the front line is the alto, the trumpet, and the voice. And we're like, we're like a horn section. Everybody has an independent line. And then you have the piano, bass, and drum. And the electric bass is another horn because I'm not using the electric bass as a bass per se. He's, he's singing all over the place. The, the, bass, the bass chart is very difficult, to be frank with you. It's a lot of reading. You know, I have him all over the... I have him all over the octave of the instrument. He's, mm -hmm. There's parts where he's playing lines that I'm playing with him. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a challenge. The music is very challenging, mm -hmm. okay? And it has to be. Otherwise, why do it? <laughs> right. You right. know, why get involved doing it? I run, you know, just work a job and, you know, <laughs> you know just go home, get your little check, whatever. Um, the music is challenging and is. uh then Nora comes and then she writes lyrics to some of my my perform my music. I mean, when I first met her in, in two thousand in the year two thousand, I had a I had a piece by the call, by the name of uh, Nimbus. It's a beautiful ballad. We do it with the big band. Because uh, I've I've been always looking for a singer that can write lyrics. You know, because you, I you know I had this vision that the lyric communicate. The voice was the first instrument, okay? Yeah, yeah. So the lyric communicate to the audience, and because my my stuff, my my musical notation and my um, my intervallic lines on compositions, they're 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 not your usual intervals, you know. You know, I'm dealing like with augmented fourths, minus six, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you go and then you put lyric to that. Mm. And then what's happening underneath is total Caribbean-oriented uh, breakup lines that came out of the drums, and you didn't break them up, and then you put it all together. So it's like, like this whole picture, right, this whole spiritual picture. Like we have this one composition mm -hmm. that is dedicated to, uh, it's called Cycle of Life, mm -hmm. and it's, de it's dedicated to one of the Orishas. I took it. You know, I, got, uh, I don't want to explain my whole concept, but it came from a drumming of uh, the Orisha Hossein, which uh -huh. is the, this, the, the, the one of the deities. Mm -hmm. And um, he's the spirit of life, of the, he's, the, he's the Orisha of the plants, you know. And then Nora went and wrote some incredible lyrics to it. In case people aren't yeah. familiar with, broadly speaking, the topic that you're talking about, yeah. you want to explain that a little bit? Well, you have the deities, you know, uh, came from the Santeria, the expression that they used from, you know, the African slave that was brought to the New World, and they came up, you know, they they, they wanted to have them, the, the, you know, the masters, so to speak, wanted to have them, they want to strip them away from their religion, their, mm -hmm. you know, their spiritual way of seeing things, and, uh, mm -hmm. and because of that reason, they... They kept that whole thing secret between them, you know. It's, it, it shows up in in Haiti. It shows up in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, in in in, in, in um, um, you know, you go to like um, certain parts of Brazil in the east. Uh, you got like in um, you have it in you even have it in 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 Panama. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you have it in Cuba also. Yes. You have it in Haiti. You have it in Jamaica. Yeah. 
Yeah, under with these, different names. These, yeah, but. a different name, but they, these are spirituals, you know, uh, deities, you know. Mm -hmm. They represent the water. You have uh, Chango, for example, represent, you know, the lightning. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all these different, these different Orishas. And uh, uh, in the case of uh, Osain, represent the plants. So this particular composition is based on some rhythms of his is 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 canto or is is rhythmic pattern, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but here comes the composition experimental. I do not use it the same way. I I I I recreate those rhythms. I recompose them. Okay, I recompose them, and it comes up to something totally totally different that you would not think is that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the beauty of composition. It's like putting stuff together. It's just like putting pieces together, right? So. You come up with this, and the base, the basic parts of the the, the 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 bottom line of the composition is that, but reconstructed. So I'm I'm basically experimenting with that rhythmic line, that rhythmic drum part, mm -hmm. and then creating some other stuff on top of that, that goes into the uh, dissonance, using dissonance and using. I'm not using the typical consonant interval, so mm -hmm. I'm using a whole dissonant mm -hmm. thing that going on. And then I have the trumpet and the voice expanding on that, use, doing some some middle shifting parts. And, and you know, it's, 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 it's just one of those things that I'm hearing it as I'm writing it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So when I put it together, I know it's going to sound. So it's, uh, and then you, you expand and you have a, you know, have some parts to to blow on, and it's 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 it's, it's beautiful. I mean, composition yeah. is beautiful, and it's just like improvising. You know, improvisation and and and, and composition go hand in hand. It's the same thing. Jorge Sylvester, yeah, creating something new mm -hmm. from what's available and familiar, and that's that's what the music's all about tomorrow night at the Baha'i Center here in Manhattan. And um, we should get back to Jimmy Lyons. There's two tracks left from this oh, yeah. great session. What a what a it's just a a beautiful, easy performance. From the, it just feels you know this music. It just really feels like breathing when when a, a band is working right. Yeah, it's 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 very much a um, and this you know this is one thing that I, I personally uh, find very. Uh, I mean, I was reading on, on Spencer's line of notes on this, and he was actually focusing on this point here regarding some of the uh, some of the uh, direction and some of the uh, uh, you know response that some of these guys. For in, in, in the case of uh, Jimmy Lyons, that I don't think he got enough uh, uh, recognition. You know, even though. Yeah. It seems to me like he he was like in, in the shadow of Cecil Taylor, you know. And, yeah, well, that's a big shadow. You, you can't find, yeah. I mean, you can't find that much of his uh, his solo work or his uh, you know ensemble work. And, yeah. and this this to find this 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 performance here is really great. But um, I mean, I don't you know I don't, I, I haven't read read that much uh, so-called review about him. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but, maybe um, that's part of it's 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 just part of the really disappointed way things go in the business, and um, 
the guy should have been recognized more. Well, we're, we're trying to yeah. step up to that tonight. This yeah. is WKCR-FM New York. My name is Mitch Goldman. We call this program Deep Focus, and we are deep, deep, neck deep in the WKCR mm -hmm. archives. We found this fantastic recording from 1979 of the Jimmy Lyons Quartet in Meurs, Germany. Jimmy Lyons alto saxophone, Karen Borka bassoon, Jay Oliver on the bass, Paul Murphy playing the drums, and... Uh, it's, uh, we got, uh, we should dive back in. Anything else we want to say before we play some more music? Well, I mean, I think the music speaks for itself, uh, Mitch. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> go. go to MERS. Get go on that Merce. jet plane. Yeah. Off to MERS. <laughs> That is part two of this podcast. Deep focus from February 6, 2012, Jorge Sylvester, my guest in the studio on the topic of the great Jimmy Lyons. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And there's three parts of this one, as there are of most of them, not all of them, but usually there's three. Go check out the other one. And um, yeah, you know what to do. Deep focus podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, see you over there. <laughs>